0: This podcast is presented by Rabbi Parrots Mutchkin speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbi Parrots podcast. I am super lucky to be here with a good friend of mine, Erit, who is now in Brazil, and we used to live together in San Francisco. So, um, during this journey of podcast for my 40th birthday i'm connecting with people all over the world it's a real honor and so i'm so glad you came on welcome
1: thank you it's my honor uh, i've been listening to your podcast and um the fact that you've invited me to be one of the speakers means uh so much to me and so thank it's my you know, really my honor
0: okay well many years ago in san francisco I was giving a class at the Contemporary Jewish Museum, okay? And it was this beautiful, brand-new building, and the class was titled Toward a Meaningful Life, How to Bring Meaning and Spirituality to the Workplace. And you were at that class. And What? <laughs> see? And <laughs> at that class, I started off with this question of, well, what, what is the spirituality of the workplace? And would you do your job for no money at all? And I thought everyone would answer who would do their job for no money. And everyone in that room, everyone in that room said they would do their job if their expenses were taken care of and all things considered, they would work for free. I was blown away. I was like, wow, we're in a new stage in life where people don't work just to make money, they work literally to have meaning and to create change. And they have this entrepreneurial spirit that's everywhere. And I I wanted to take you back to that moment, because I think about it all the time. And, (laughs) and you were part of that class, and you spoke very passionately about being able to do work. So where are you at now with the workplace and spirituality? Where does that uh, idea bring you back to now?
1: Um, so it's, It's interesting. I think a lot of the stuff we learn in the class and then those feelings, I still think, I think still hold true. And and to be honest, I think the pandemic and honesty, at least for me, strengthened a lot of those views in a way. Just because, um, you know, to give you a quick summary, I've been working in products still with a lot of companies there are technology companies in kind of early slash growth stage and um, but this time I'm not working full-time I've been you know since we moved back to Brazil which is right before the pandemic from San Francisco I decided to do more of like consulting slash advising different playing with those roles and when I started some of the companies I was working with, I had just started like a month or two before the pandemic, and they went through really, really hard times. Um, and so a lot of them, I could either got only paid in equity, or we changed our compensation or decided to like, not, you know, um, to forgo, you know, like certain, certain benefits and to get a, like, a kind of like a salary or compensation. Um, cut and so and that was okay because the work that we were doing for the company to survive or the choices we were making for everyone to keep their job and the mission that we were working on felt like the right thing to do and and it wasn't just me doing that and so um I guess it was kind of the first time ever at least for me where it was in my own company where I was part of this decision and. Almost everybody did it in a way. Um, and I mean, those who could uh, afford to, to right. go with it ended up staying and in, in, um, kind of pushing it forward. And so um, so I think I believe more than ever that the mission that, that you have and like the, the power that believing in what you're doing is changing or helping the world or people in a way. If you have kind of the structure to help you support it uh will compensate for some of that kind of financial um stability at least for a period of time and so and, and I think it, it depends for different people at different moments but in the end I was I was surprised also how many people decided to say like, "Hey, yeah you no know, we'll take the equity and not compensation or like we're, we're gonna take a salary cut for x amount of months so wow. that nobody else is fired and so that was that was really amazing and 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 almost all of i no almost all of the companies that i you know was part of it where where we made the decision they all survived and then they all made up for it afterwards so so i do really believe in in that power of working with people that are mission driven and, and that are basically i don't know moved by a higher goal yeah and i think a lot about that i mean related relating back to spirituality and and the work you do and and what I've seen over time is that just believing that you can change the world. And obviously with the Torah, like, te- you know, teaching people how to live a way that's closer to Hashem and more spiritual can compensate yeah, that's, in ways yeah, that's that are my, bigger. My,
0: my energy is is to like, mm-hmm. I, I, I look at it like a currency. And although I don't necessarily have a price tag to it and uh, or as some would tell me, I don't have the best business model. But I get to do what I really am passionate about every day. And, uh, and I could do it in any way I see fit, right? Uh, in Jewish tradition, the idea of work is very intricate because the idea of slavery and work are sort of like overlap in ways that make us uncomfortable. For example, if somebody pays you money as a salary for your time and you just have to complete your tasks, there's the form of like slavery involved in that, right? You're being bought. And uh, yeah. so ideally, in Jewish tradition, you're supposed to be a type of freelancer, contract worker so that you are essentially putting a value to what you need in your life and thus bartering uh, these experiences. But the goal is to ultimately have deeper relationships that it's not really about just bartering things, it's about really developing a connection with the other person so that we're there to lift one another. So work is really about, another way to channel your energy into the world more than mm-hmm. it is a way to just make money and, and, uh, and, and, and survive. And that shift is taking place now more than ever, where you know, each time there's a shift in, in like the workplace, where it's like when we were doing that class, almost everybody there worked at a big company, Google, Apple, Facebook, and, and it was like the frontier. Nobody, everybody, just the status of the job was exciting. And I think there was some superficiality in that, but there was still the seeds of like, yes, they're working for something greater. And and that's really the opportunity we have today is to really push ourselves. It's like you have the skill and instead of like selling yourself, you find a way to barter it for a proper relationship where your energy is being actually compensated more than just your survival. So this is really at the core of Jewish ideas of work Going back for thousands of years, like everybody has what they need, ideally spiritually and sh- and hopefully physically. And then when they when they're able to now use those resources to switch with others, that's how we create relationships and bond with the world around us.
1: I mean, I don't think there's a way to have put it better. So, so <laughs> thank you. I'm so glad because I I feel like I took that class and listening to you now, I think it's spot on. And and it's just interesting to see how. Things have evolved and yet some things, how the world has changed in the last few years has, I think, hopefully kind of like, I don't know, taught, taught us a bit more.
0: A bit more. <laughs> even, in the hard, um,
1: even in the harder, darker times.
0: Speaking of changes, uh, what do you observe? You, you're you from South America, you're from Bolivia. Yeah, you know, and we have this like, when we first met, we found like Jewish geography. There was even a connection, my uncle to your dad. Mm-hmm. It was like, there was some special family connections which was probably the coolest thing ever and yeah and, you know and you make it to the US you you're you go to stanford to yale you're really an accomplished person you really clearly get things done you're a special human being what how do you when you see things shifting and you, and you have this idealism of really wanting to put your energy and work into things that are worthwhile and you'll take bigger risks. Like how do, how do you mitigate like the stress around, like, should I be doing it now with the world changing and like that? Like, how do you stay holistic and, uh, and stick to that, uh, value? Um,
1: th- that's a great question. I don't know if I have like a straight, like methodology, but I think there's a couple of things that I think about when making that decision or or that process I think the first one is in, in deciding whether I'm gonna do it whether it's a company or getting involved in anything I think the most important thing that I think about it are the people I'm gonna do it do it with and uh, and and what the higher purpose of whatever it is and obviously I've worked for a lot of companies that have had kind of a, a financial or a business goal but at the same time I try to look for like something underlining that 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 is higher than just making money or making a company profitable and a lot of it comes from the people that I'm going to be working with and so and how much they're going to invest in other people or how much they want to inspire or lead or you know how much they want to do like do with the power or with what they have to like help other causes kind of related and so I think actually after we met, when I moved back to San Francisco, I started working for a healthcare company, and and that was, I think, the first time that they both really kind of meshed together. But then after that, I kept, I like actually made a checklist. I'm like, hey, whenever I work for a company or a or a person, um, or, or organization, like these are the things that I'm gonna think like look look for, and they were all around having like a higher objective, like thinking about the people we were affecting, thinking about the people who I'm working with and how we're gonna treat other people and what companies like the the companies are gonna be like the culture and, and and how we're gonna like include people in making decisions. So I think all of those things kind of These- shaped the way that I think obviously wow. all a lot of that comes with maturity or or experience and realizing and having worked on com- with companies and people that you don't like or situations that you that where you're not you're not be, pa- proud of being in something yeah. and so i think as you get older <laughs> and that if you've done the trial and error you start kind of having a gut feeling for that checklist and sometimes even in the first meeting <laughs> uh, or or in you know. the first discussion with somebody you know and so and so that over time has become maybe one of the biggest drivers at, well, and it sounds like I'm you have sure. a tremendous
0: trust for your intuition in these, in these meetings, like that experience has led to that. And that means that things have been, your intuition has worked out as well. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, yes and no. But I think when the times when it has and I've looked back and said like, well, you know, what were the signs or why hasn't it worked out? And then the most important thing was well, what could I have done differently or why could I have learned? And it's all like seeing it all part of the journey and the learning process has also helped. And then also kind of like writing some of the stuff down. And like you know, when I see these I don't, checklists or these things are important to me or people want to work with or the kind of culture or values that I hold. Um. It's interesting to see what I've added over time. At the core, a lot of them stay, stay the same, but but I think also like you know knowing that life throws cur- curveballs or that things change, um, I also try to see it as like part of the process.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the the first Kabbalistic master, his name was the Shemtov. He was very into this idea that you have to start um, seeing everything as part of the plan like starting to merge your values and your intuition with what's happening and sort of zooming out to see the big picture in life and how things come together. Uh, He called it Hashkacha Pratis, which just means that everything has meaning essentially and everything's intentional. And, uh, you know, one time I was in San Francisco and I was in the airport and I couldn't get an Uber it was a busy day. And my wife was like, take BART. And I didn't want to take BART. And I hop on the BART anyway. I take the train into the city. And when I walk right into my BART cart, who's sitting right there, Irit. And, and, and I see you. And I was like, there we are. There's my, uh, my feeling. Hashkacha pratis. Everything is exactly. I, I haven't seen you in a while. This is Unbelievable. And I feel like this is what you're saying. You're not saying that everything you've done worked out and every company was perfect, but by taking the risk to be like, I want to see how things come together. You may not say it this way, but I'm translating as seeing your work in a spiritual light, seeing it in Mm -hmm. a way that it's interactive with your values. Um, I feel like this is something that's led you to incredible success overall, just because you stuck with it all these years. And you said, eventually, you found the right company in the right place where it all merged together. So uh, this is to me, uh, um, of course, it's coming from a powerful Jewish woman, mother, entrepreneur like yourself, because it's intuitive uh, to be people who want to make a difference. And for us to share that with the world around us, part of the meaning of this conversation of sharing it is because this is our value to share that, to hang in there and go for your goals and go for your talents and, and wait for it to come together. And as this is the Baal Shemt of saying, you will see it come together. This is that spiritual moment.
1: It's really funny. I was putting my son to sleep tonight and he was afraid about a, a bunch of different things, and then he already knows that I, you know, you know, before I go to bed, I I always say shema, and then I always like thank Hashem, and then I I say like, hey, life's not perfect, so these are the things I want to be thankful for, and then these are the things I'm afraid of, and 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 these are the like I want you know help to be, to be guiding some of the decisions. And then tonight he was like, you know what? I love that because we don't know everything. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. But if we think about Hashem as that guiding force, even when we don't know, it kind of like made him feel less afraid. And, and it's just kind of like something that I've took for life. And then I, I try to um, share with my kids. And so I kind of love this. I don't know, like tying it back, obviously, to, to the Torah and to the learnings. But obviously, well, that, I, I you have you know, that- it in a more simplistic way, but... It gives me like the power to know that not everything's gonna be fine. And, and it's okay, because sometimes we don't even know what the around the quarter will bring us. And and maybe it's exactly what we need. And, and so we have to trust in Hashem that that we don't see everything. So even in, in the hard times and the wrong decisions, that we're gonna learn from it and that there's there's a plan as long as we stick to that. I don't know higher purpose of learning and trying to be a, a mensch.
0: <laughs> I love I love I love the Shema Yisrael at night with the kids. You know I do that with my kids as well, and it it gives them an opportunity to bring things up like what are we saying? Why do we do this? And it gives them an opportunity. And it also brings up the child in us. Uh, the big word in Judaism isn't faith; it's trust. And you're using it appropriately. It's really it's not about believing it's going to be okay. It's like If you widen your perspective, you could see overall things do work out. There has to be a trust factor for that to happen. Uh, There was in ancient times, we have written down these massive miracles in our history, but at a certain point, there's no more miracles in Judaism. They're just eras that things worked out. We went through very difficult things, but it worked out at the end. And that's this like trust factor that is built in the DNA of a Jewish person that they share with the world is to trust that if you widen your perspective and look at the greater picture you're here and you are you Mm -hmm. and there's always a forget there's always a worse version you can be the best version of yourself instantly if you choose to make that in that moment and that's what really trust is about and that goes from relationships to parenting to work that's that's that line that thread that moves through our whole day is the trust factor And that's uh, and that's what enables a person yourself and others listening to actually go for the job that has real essence and real life to it versus, okay, I got to take this job just to pay the bills like that's where the trust factor comes in. Um, especially, especially our Jewish calendar, our moon right now, the Pisces moon, and is all about is all about being able. What is fish the sign? It's being able to swim with the tides. It's really able to move forward and to and to and to navigate life. And uh, that that's the sign of 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 the Jew, the fish, because they don't really have time for evil eye, and 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 uh, <laughs> they're just always on alert for life and. What people may observe as survivalism is really a one with its source type of holistic experience. Uh, and that's, that's the, the, the integration of, of Pisces, something that, uh, you know, it also has uh, an abundance of energy. So, but that's our time we're in. And the Jewish people, this was their final moon before they became free people to change the way they do work. They went from servitude, slavery work to mm-hmm. opening their minds to mm-hmm. what it was. So this is the right time to have this conversation by divine providence, to tie it all up. This is really what we're about. We're about um, creating a narrative. Um, it's been in my head constantly lately of Rabbi Jonathan Sack's line of, of Jews invented the God of history being able to look at historical periods and see the divine intervention um, as a whole or simply the trust factor of things working out. So that's really uh, incredible to me, especially from somebody who's actually gets to see that moving around and from place to place and creating that steadiness. So I think that's so special. Tell me, how is, uh, how, is, how is the Jewish element fit in for you? I see obviously it's Shema with your kids and like that, but where does it fit in in the workplace for you? Like, how does that inspire you there?
1: I think every day kind of like on the Modani and kind of like we're thankful that we're here and that it's a new opportunity. so, I I mean, I think first of all, I'm proud of being Jewish. And I think wherever I go, I, I kind of bring that, but, and, and I wish I could always study uh, Torah, but I think I know a lot of the things that I, I bring about perseverance about like this new day, this opportunity, so I think uh, I, you know, I think about that all the time in the workplace. About like, how do I bring my best Jewish self as a person as a reference? Uh, I try to obviously guide myself in a lot of the principles that I know about, um, but also in. And I think breaking some. If there's not a lot of Jewish people, or if there are Jewish people but they don't talk about it, like I, I think one of the things that I've always tried to be consistent about is not hiding it. And so I bring my Jewish self and I talk about it and I post about it and obviously not to all the company, but I'll, you know, I won't be shy of saying, Hey, I'm missing this is because I'm going to shul," or I'm, you know, or I'm not eating this because it's Pesach, And, uh, and then people don't know, like explaining it and like not being, I don't. Know, not trying to hide it, but actually bringing it in in the best light that I can, and and if necessary, kind of bringing examples to to make it real. Um, and I think that's that's helped a lot. Obviously, in San Francisco, maybe it, it's it's you know there's a lot of Jewish people, and so I have to do it less because there's there's always a a, a big representation. But in Brazil, here it hasn't always been the case, and so. Um, so I think that already adds, adds a lot of value. But I think a lot of like about going back to um, the Modani and like being in some of these companies where like every day you come in, as like a new challenge. And that's like breathing and I think, okay, every day is like a new opportunity for, you know, like, Heshem, thank you for putting me here and bringing me back to this. There's a reason why I'm here. And, and, you know, not every day is a smooth day or not all the challenges are necessarily easy. But I think going back to that to that theme at least for me, it, 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 it helps me like set this perspective that I'm here for a reason. And, and even though there, it, there might not be like the, you know, the thing that lasts for a long time, or here for only a moment, it's part of this like bigger planet and, and wow. bigger picture. And, and the this big, is, you and, know, and this is more
0: important I, than being a rabbi than doing being a teacher, <laughs> being a, a Jew that's inspirational and like, and coming with a fresh attitude all the time. That's That affects the world. You know, people people really need to meet normal Jewish people who have good ethics and morals and a compass and work hard. It's life changing because the only time you hear Judaism in the news is related to anti-Semitism or scandal. Like we have a big voice and that's what or Israel things that are negative and you can't fight with everybody about every subject. You can only be the best version of yourself. And when you are the best version of yourself, then you can, people around you change the way they see us as a whole. It's literally cosmic and it's ripple effect. So, you know, you're just, uh, you're just really, I'm really inspired just by these small things that are not small. they really have just quite a wide range of impact. And in the workplace, you have a bigger impact sometimes than, uh, you know, in your regular life. And, and that's another deeper reason why work is so important to to live and try to do work according to your, to your talents and your goals and to your higher level being than more than just money, because you really are having a worldwide effect when you do it correctly. People are being changed by being associated with somebody as powerful and as positive as you.
1: Thank you. Um, that means so much. That's amazing. Wow, I'm blown away. But one thing else I wanted to add about that is that I think something has been all old, getting older that I've noticed over time is like in every company that I work with, even the ones where things were not as smooth or, um, I was not as happy or the most important thing that I've taken from them have been the people that I've met and mm. the relationships I've had and that I continue having with those people. And, you know, if I think about it, um, a lot of them have been with Jewish people as well. And sometimes people that were not as Jewish as me that then, you know, I've gone to Shabbat with or we've gone to synagogue or we've done something. And, and I think there's this special bond that's been taken. And then with some other people who are like, oh, you're the first Jewish person I've met or worked with and like, and I want to learn or I want to do this or with you. And so I think taking people along this ride <laughs> And then also maintaining those relationships and then showing the real me. Somebody asked me if I consider myself more Bolivian or more Jewish or more white. And I was like, well, first of all, I think of myself as Jewish. Uh, And and that's kind of the most, the thing that is first. Uh, And then, yeah, I was born in Bolivia. And I mean, now I live in Brazil. And so there's all these other things around it. But the Jewish factor, I think, is obviously something that, I'm proud of and it's not always easy. <laughs> um, and sometimes in in situations that 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 you're talking about where you have to have a political stance uh, it's not like it, it's hard to sometimes find the right way to to talk about it or 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 think about it in a way that you're not I don't know. Think
0: about an, the foundation a- you create though. Like when you create a foundation that everybody knows I'm Jewish and I create an environment where I'm I'm a respectable person then if something political does come up, it's, it's a lot easier to navigate because people already respect you for who you are. Uh, but if you hide your Jewish identity and you sort of like keep it under the rug, I don't want to bring it out here, and then something political comes up, it's like, hey, where are you coming from? You know, where are you showing up from? I heard this, there was a talk that the Rabbi Schneerson, the Rebbe, gave while I was being born. It's a very interesting talk. Um, and he was saying that this specific idea that the whole the whole story of the Jew is that the reason why we live outwardly is is because if we don't then we're just called hypocrites like oh you're trying to spend your time one way and then but it really that's not who you are like you're you're here to take you're not here to give but so it's so important for the reputation of the individual Jew at the workplace specifically in the world in commerce to be that that you've created so when hot topics come up you can forget agree to disagree, you can create an environment that both people can have opinions without it being uh, confrontational exclusively. The only way really to be is to live with your identity as the most positive form that you can, because then when challenges do arise, you, you can be somebody who people are excited to hear what you have to say and, and, and to help, you know, deal with a sticky scenario.
1: Oh, for sure. And I mean, I don't think there's another way. at least that, not that I know. And, and I think obviously I, I'm not a hero or anything doing that in doing that. I think almost, almost not all, all heroes wear life.
0: capes. You're a hero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I think a lot of Jewish people I know like do that. And that's so why I think being representative of that in the workplace, especially when there are no other Jews, I, I think is, is really important because as you said, like, it kind of demystifies and like, Yes. You know, ma- makes a Jewish person real, and um, and especially in leadership positions, I think it has even, even more meaning.
0: That's amazing! Wow. Well, let me just uh, take it right here. Thank you for coming on. You're a natural sharer of good vibes <laughs> and an uh, inspired workplace. So for all those tuning in, we're we're all thinking the same thing. What a treat uh, to hear your passion, and uh, I hope we can have you on again sometime.
1: would love I would love to and thank you so much it's really my honor and um you know I always learn when I talk to you and I'm always inspired and um I think you have this amazing ability to teach in the most natural fluid way that you know kind of goes into your veins and then it kind of stays there forever in a way um and you know it kind of creates this like thirst for learning more, uh, which I felt in that class and even talking to now when I listen your podcast. That's it's what exactly what I feel. And so I'm honored to be here and thank you for listening to me. And
0: thank you. Yeah. feelings mutual. <laughs>
1: I've been not